I just want to make some initial comparisons uh, uh, about the real estate market. So something that's that, that's probably around like three hundred and fifty thousand mm-hmm. dollars is worth probably how much in in uh, Toronto? Three fifty yeah. is about two million dollar home in Toronto. Welcome back to another episode of the Black is New Rich podcast. And today we got a very special guest. Actually, it's our first guest that's out of town. And today uh, it's going to be one of those episodes that are very, very important because honestly, as you guys know, if you live in Toronto or Ontario, things are getting very expensive. So I believe we have to find alternative ways to live comfortable and i feel like this next guest has those alternative ways but i don't want to keep on talking can you please introduce yourself hi everyone this is uh jean cabongo here and uh i'm very happy to be in the podcast i think uh my my friend curry Corey here that's been doing a great job and been uh really food for thoughts and uh you know creating really feeding the mind so thank you i'm happy to be here thank you thank you and you are oh tell everyone where you're from well, or well it's a living. long story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, you yeah. know, but let me break it down. I'm a journeyman, so I got to put it down that way. I was uh, born in the Congo in Kinshasa. Shout out to every Congolese. Nice. And um, moved out down here in Canada well, like 20 years ago. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, really grew up here in Mississauga, Saga, uh, Meadowville. Shout out to everyone from MDV. And um, I really... After Mississauga, I moved around quite a bit, mm-hmm. and um, I moved down to Alberta. Mm-hmm. I did a few years down there, mm-hmm. moved back home to Mississauga, mm-hmm. and then now it's been like a few, three years from going to four years now. I'm in, uh, in Manitoba, mm-hmm. and uh, I'm going to tell you guys all about different opportunities that you have, so... You know, I'm 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 a journeyman, so I'm from everywhere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but Saga's home. <laughs> okay, okay. So I'm gonna go into a little bit more into your backstory. But right now in Manitoba, you are a mortgage agent. Yes. So I just been licensed as a mortgage agent mm-hmm. uh, a couple of few months ago. Mm-hmm. I feel that I've been really, really trying to get into for the past couple of years. Yeah. Uh, but I, I finally got my license and everything, Congrats. so I'm super excited about that. Mm-hmm. And just because obviously we were talking off camera, I just want to make some initial comparisons uh, uh, about the real estate market. So something that's nece- that, that's probably around like three hundred and fifty thousand mm-hmm. dollars is worth probably how much in in uh, Toronto? A three hundred fifty dollars three hundred fifty thousand dollars home in Toronto, you're probably gonna get like a two million dollar home. Yeah, so sorry. So, in, in Manitoba, you in get, Manitoba, yeah. at, at three fifty yeah. is about two million dollar home in Toronto. Jeez, and um, with a lot of power, a lot of perks too. Like mm-hmm. you were looking at more space, yeah, more land, yeah, right. You're looking at uh, property tax being a lot cheaper yeah. than out here. Yeah, so not only you're looking at how much you're paying for the home, but you, there's a lot of other fees that comes down with the home. That doesn't know being a homeowner. It's not just about your mortgage, you know, it's about the taxes also surrounding it. Mm-hmm. Um, taxes is cheaper, more, you got more land, you got more space. Mm-hmm. Um, there's just a lot of different um, perks that comes around with it. Yeah. And when I say Manitoba, I don't mean like 
the Winnipeg because most people just think about Winnipeg, which mm -hmm. is where are the you big exactly? city. I'm like an I'm just like an hour away from Winnipeg, okay. which is so think about being in Toronto and living like Barrie. Oh, okay. Right? Makes sense. So it's like the suburb of it, but an hour is nothing is different than an hour here. Yeah. Here you think about an hour, it's like you're stuck in traffic, yeah. you're going different places and so mm -hmm. on. Over there it's a straight drive. Yeah. So it's like you still it doesn't even feel like it. People even commute here from like Mississauga to downtown Toronto, and you spend over an hour. Sometimes right? in the summer, I'm getting to work. I, it, it took me in the summer two and a half hours sometimes. Exactly. To downtown. Exactly. So when you look at it that way, I mean, I always grew up in an entrepreneurial mindset. Those that know me, that understand that you got to have a mind of an entrepreneur. You got to look at long term and not just looking at short term. Mm -hmm. If you look at all of that, you look at is people that took advantage of the market and when the market was still you know, at growing. its earlier stage, really growing. And mm -hmm. now to be able to laugh, right? Yeah. But that opportunity, not everybody had that opportunity yeah. to be able to take care, take advantage of that market. Mm -hmm. So for me, it just feel like uh, they still, the game is still early in different locations for most people to take, you know, advantage of those markets. Mm -hmm. A lot of people just don't know it. They don't know how to start. They don't know where to go. Yeah. So... I'm kind of here to like open people's minds yes. and be like, yes, there are opportunities. Like you're not, you're never really late. Like yeah. it's kind of, that's one of those things. Okay. Yeah. Cause, um, I was, uh, looking at our conversation that we had a couple of days ago and you yeah. sent me two listings <laughs> and those listings blew my mind. Yeah. Like, you know, I believe, uh, it was a two bedroom, uh, condo, condo yeah. for $150,000. Yes. And yes. I was like, this is a beautiful condo. Yeah. And so what I want to know is for the people that are like struggling here and trying mm -hmm. to make a living or they may be starting about a family, like if they wanted to think about that process, where yeah. do they start? First, first, I always say, you know, even with outside of real estate and just even my personal life, you know, yeah. I'm all about motivation, goals yes. and, you know, being able to set really what is your life is going to look like? True. What is your, your long-term goal? What are you trying to get to, right? Mm -hmm. Most people are just kind of want to live the day-to-day, -day, mm -hmm. you know, go to work, pay the bills, and then live the day-to-day. -day. Next thing you know, you know, you're 60-year-old, you don't, you don't have anything left for your kids, uh -huh. you don't have retirement money because you didn't save any money, you didn't invest any money, and the next generation just kind of starts again from fresh yeah from start. and from started like the point of that? it was <laughs> what exactly what is the point of that so mm -hmm. one for, first thing i was to tell everybody it's a sacrifice anything that you do in life yeah is you gotta put in your mind that you gotta sacrifice and you're sacrificing not only for yourself but you gotta sacrifice for the next generation yeah and that's how we create uh generational wealth 100 and generational wealth isn't it's just about how do you make a dollar quickly? Mm -hmm. You know, how do you make, how you turn a dollar into $5 quickly, but you got to think of long term. How do I turn $5 today in the next 20 years into a million? Mm -hmm. Right. It's a long game. It's not a short game where, you know, I'm going to get a house, I'm going to flip it, I'm going to do this. Mm -hmm. But you got to think long term. So by saying that is uh, you got to sacrifice. You got to sometimes sacrifice your comfort zone. Mm -hmm. You got to get out of sight of your comfort zone. It's like, okay, all these parties that you've been going to yeah. all these uh events the city stuff. all the city life put put that in the side for a minute and mm -hmm. just ask yourself where is this gonna get me because yeah. all i'm doing is just 
spending mm -hmm. it's just expenses that being piles up every month you'd be just being a consumer instead of being an owner mm -hmm. so you got to put that into your mind first and understand that well i want something better mm -hmm. i need to sacrifice certain things in life mm -hmm. and because i want to sacrifice some certain things in life i gotta now adapt to the new lifestyle that i'm going to build yes. it's not easy I know a lot of friends that did the move yeah. and they're trying to go and they came back because they couldn't adapt, you know? Mm -hmm. they, uh, they, they didn't have the same friends that they had around them. Yeah. They didn't have the family that was around them when, you know, they were in the city and had everybody around. Yeah. But it's not for everybody. Yeah. Not everybody can goes through that. But you got to prepare your mind first. Everything starts with your mind. You got to prepare your mind. How did mind. you do that? So for me, because... Um, First of all, being an immigrant helps. Yeah, yeah, yeah. True, <laughs> being, true, true. Being an immigrant helps because yeah. you you're already you you're used to that grind. It's yeah. like, you know how many times you move when we're young. Yeah, you know that kind of thing. So for me, it was um, sorry. Yeah, no worries. Can't get enough sleep, bro. <laughs> for me, it was it, it's easy because I'm never really attached to anything. Yeah, you know. And um, I feel like that's a that's a that's my life has always been like as soon as you get attached yeah. to something, you become a sucker to that one yeah. thing that you're attached to. And I've always learned from a from a young age that don't get attached to anything. Mm -hmm. Once you don't get attached to anything, you you have the power now to control your life mm -hmm. instead of having things control you. Mm -hmm. So that's that was me. Mm -hmm. I look at it honestly for where I am right now. I basically look at that. On the internet, when I was down here, mm -hmm. I started looking at it. I'm like, oh, hang on a second. Everybody's taking down a million dollar loan yeah. just to buy a little house. Yeah, a like, little house. I, yeah, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> a million dollar loan. I'm like, why would I put myself in debt for a million dollars? Yeah. You know, I understand the logic behind how much equity you can get in there. Mm -hmm. You know, you know, we're intelligent enough to understand all of that. But I'm not gonna put myself in a hole, put a string in my neck yeah. for something that I'm not, in, I'm not even enjoy. Yeah. Right. So I just looked at the market online, and I looked at I was looking at some of the houses, right, and I was looking at some of the houses it was like seven hundred thousand dollars. It was like a mansion yeah. Down, yeah, down, yeah. down in Manitoba with yeah. like five acre land in the backyard, and yeah. I'm like, are you kidding me? Yeah. Right. This is what life is supposed to be like. When I seen your backyard, I was blown <laughs> away. That's what sold me. I yeah. seen your backyard. Yeah. I was like, no. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. So, so I was yeah. I was like, I could you can live differently. I don't we don't have to live the way we live sometimes in the GTA. Mm -hmm. Most people are living in their grandma's basement, their mm -hmm. parents' basement, just trying to get by. Yeah. But think about it. How many years have you been doing that yeah. and expecting different results? Mm -hmm. It's not just magically going to happen. So yeah, I had to make a decision. Mm -hmm. So my decision was I had to quit my job. I had to accept that I'm gonna quit my job out here and I'm gonna go and and, and try and do something better. So luckily for me, I had some businesses back home where I was able to, you know, navigate back and forth and being able to generate some income. Mm -hmm. The first thing that I actually did is getting a piece of land. Mm -hmm. Right. So An you got the land before your home. Oh yeah. An opportunity that you can never find in, on, in a GTA yeah. buying a piece of land. So what, what, sorry. I, I want to get into like how big was the land? How much around was it? Like, so what are you looking at? This is going to blow your mind away. Yeah. Right. I found this piece of land, one third of an acre. Okay. In Manitoba, it was about, 
It was about 10 minutes from the border to the United States. Oh, jeez. The border to uh, North Dakota. Yeah. Okay? Close to the border. It was a young man. He was 22 year old. Mm -hmm. He inherited the land from his parents. Mm -hmm. And he was just on the look who make quick money. Yeah. One third of an acre. Yeah. I got it for 12 G's. 12 grand. And I seen your backyard. <laughs> wow, that's crazy. I got the land for 12 G's. Right. So and, and now it's like at that time I'm looking at it. I'm like, okay. I have friends in Manitoba that have 80 acres. Yeah. I have friends that most of my most of my friends have five acres. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I'm looking at it and I'm like, I come from a city where if you can make it in Toronto, you can make it anywhere. anywhere literally. You know? <laughs> I know my New York people out there be like, yo, that's awesome. And no, but listen, <laughs> Toronto is like a mini New York as yeah. well. You can make the grind is real out here. Yeah. I didn't I didn't quite understand that until I moved away from Toronto and, and I understand that we got a different mindset. Yeah. We really grind out here. Like yeah. because the expenses that we got in Toronto, people work like two, three jobs just to make ends needs. Mm -hmm. Like people out there are not like that. Yeah. They just they just enjoy whatever they have in front of them because they don't have to grind. Yeah. You know, but when you come in a mentality where you grind, you look at things in a different angle. And mm -hmm. for me, it was like, you know what? I'm going to start getting this piece of land. Jeez. Right? How, how long did you sit on the land for before you built your house? So my the good thing is like my house is actually building in a different land. So I'm still sitting on that one first oh, piece of land. Oh, you have the land. I still have that one. Oh. So that one, that one is one third of an one third of an acre. You're sitting on the it. The value I bought it at 12 G's. The value of it right now is 65 G's. Oh. So I'm still sitting on How it. How long ago? How long ago? <laughs> that was two years ago. Two years. Yeah. So that was two years ago. So I'm still sitting on that. <laughs> <laughs> because I know, like I say, it's a long game. It's not about the short, short game. It's about the long game. Yeah. You know what I mean? And that's where people don't understand is like there's opportunity elsewhere. Yeah. You don't have to be stuck out here and, and trying to just make it. Mm -hmm. You know, you got to really try to understand is like, we are, we're living in this life. We ain't getting no younger. Yeah, exactly. Like 100%. the years go by so fast and we blink an eye and it's five years, 10 yeah. years pass by. Yeah. You know, Corey, you and I have seen, you know, yeah, back in the day, it was like a long, you know, it seems like it was yesterday, but yeah. it's been so over 10, 10 years. years yeah. You know what I mean? So things like that was like, okay, what what's your goal? Mm -hmm. Like, where are you trying to get to? You're just trying to live day by day or you're actually trying to live and, and get somewhere in life. Jeez. Yeah. So then what's the what's the job opportunities like for someone that's thinking, hey, I, I, I'm interested, yeah. but I don't know what the job market is. Can I transfer my job? Can I like what, what's going on out there with that? One thing I really like is, you know, the pandemic brought us bad things and they also brought us a lot uh, of good really things. Lot of okay. Things. I agree. One of the great things the pandemic brought us is work from home. Mm -hmm. I understand that like, you, you know what I mean? So there's a lot of people right now that work from home, mm -hmm. which means you can really live anywhere and still make the same amount of money that you are making down yes. here. Yes. You know what I mean? So there's a lot of people that bring um, uh, Ontario or Toronto salary mm -hmm. and then working from home and then go back and yeah. live in places where you're basically paying nothing for your mortgage. Yeah. If you're one of those people that want to pay off your mortgage quickly, you can pay off your mortgage within 10 years yeah. or less. Yeah. You know what I mean? So that the job market, it really depends on the field in which you're in. Mm -hmm. It is true that being in those places, there's not too many opportunity like there is down here. That's the reality for yeah. sure. More but people here. What I really like is having an entrepreneur mindset is 
the opportunity to create. Mm, be creative. Being creative. So when you come in places like that, it's uh, it's really from building from the ground up. Mm-hmm. Not a lot of industries have developed yet. Mm-hmm. So if you're uh, in a certain industry, that's an opportunity for you to be the first person to build that industry. Yeah, because you were just telling me a Jamaican spot just got built exactly. for the first time. So just down like maybe 10 minutes away from my house, yeah. you know, there's... We had our very first Jamaican restaurant. Yeah. Booming. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Booming. Yeah. It's like, never had one before. Yeah. Think about, I got I to gotta go an hour away just to get a haircut because there's no black barbershop. Oh, but geez. yet, there's so many black people around now. Okay. You know? And renting out a, a retail space is like nothing. Yeah. You can rent out a retail space for like a grand a month. Jeez. You know what I mean? Yeah. So like, there's just so many business opportunities because it's a growing place mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. houses are being built. Um, a lot of immigrants are coming down yeah. there. A lot of people are finding out that, you know, being out there, you get more space, you get more land, you get yeah. more this, you get more that. Life is sweet. And more of our people are starting to move down there. More and more people are starting to move down there. And mm-hmm. that's exactly what you want as a as an entrepreneur, as yeah. a business. 100%. So now you look at it, it was like, how, how do I capitalize on this opportunity? Yeah. How do I build from the ground up? Because my barber, right, we always have uh, great talks about like, because here the... The, that industry is so saturated. So he would love to charge more for his uh, services. And I'm always thinking of a way how he can charge more. But if he were to go to Manitoba, he would ki- destroy it. Exactly. And you don't even have to charge that much because mm-hmm. so your, expenses, your expenses are not that much. True, true. Okay. If you we're just talking about the listing, right? Mm-hmm. If the condo is $150,000, yeah. that means your mortgage on that condo like is about $700 a month. Jeez. Okay. And a nice condo let me just tell you something a lot of people in manitoba Mm -hmm. and the rural manitoba are living just on child tax benefit for example you got they got three four kids probably if they don't work Mm -hmm. let's say they probably cashing about maybe two grand a month yeah for all them they probably got a mortgage less than a thousand dollars yeah the rest they can put it on food not working or just working part-time yeah People actually living life and spending more time with their children and their family versus just going and grinding and working hustling. all day long. Mm-hmm. So, oh, or somebody tell you, oh, you 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 live your life when you retire, when you're 65. What are you going to do with 65? Yeah. You're not going to enjoy your life. 100%. Enjoy your life right now. Yeah. So if you're able to create a business that you can generate a lot of a lot of income of that business, a lot of revenues and profit, then you'll be able to you spend less. Mm-hmm. Your, your life expenses, your day-to-day expenses are less. Yeah. And you have and more making, money and you're to go on vacation with your family. Mm-hmm. You'll be able to do a lot of things that you never hoped you would have done because yeah. now you have liquid yeah. and you can do a lot of things. You can invest that money. Yeah. You can buy more properties. Yeah. You know, it, just so many openings that you can do because you have the liquid. Yeah. Yeah. Because you were telling me like the 23-year-olds may have like two to three properties Absolutely. out there. Absolutely. Absolutely, I tell you, my next door neighbor, our house was built around the same time. Mm-hmm. He's uh, he's married. He's twenty three. Yeah, married. Yeah, house twenty three. A house, everything. Yeah, and that's common out there. Yeah, you know, kids just buy houses when they're eighteen, nineteen. They just buy their first <laughs> yeah, home. Jeez, because you don't need that big of a salary to yeah. qualify for a mortgage. Yeah, that's true. that cheap. True, true, true. You know, so that's that's the opportunity that I feel like. 
because we grew up in a place where it was there's a system already in place that's all we know mm -hmm. we don't know anything else mm -hmm. but when you travel around the world you start getting knowledge and how things are done differently in different places yeah so me being out there some of my neighbors they build their own home yeah you see them and on the weekend building their own house jeez oh, i'm like Women, where do you do that at? <laughs> yeah, it's like, yeah, yeah. but they do that yeah my neighbor just was like, oh, my base, because my business is not finished right now. I got, I can put a three bedroom down there with a big yeah. <laughs> a living you can room put and a everything. Three bedroom in your basement. Yeah, yeah. Big bedroom too. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So <laughs> it's like, and and I'm I'm gonna do that by myself. Yeah. Because I got to hang around people with that that have those skills. Yeah. And now I can I can do drywall. I can frame. Yeah. I can I can tape. I can do flooring, yeah, ceiling. Yeah, yeah. I can do all of that. Yeah. All I gotta do is, like, hey buddy, you wanna come help me this weekend? Yeah. yeah, yeah, let's do it. Jeez. So you're just a bunch of friends who get together and you do you do. You're telling me your driveway was at like 13k, a big driveway. Yeah, but my driveway fits like eight cars, <laughs> and <laughs> I had to pay. Here's the thing: when 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 your expenses are, uh, are less, yeah, you get more liquid. As I was just saying, yeah. So I paid that out of pocket, thirteen thousand out yeah. of pocket. Just you know, you guys just do it. Yeah, you know, but. Because you have more money that stays behind, yeah. I can travel all I want now because 100%. I have more money I, yeah. can, I can play around with. But when I was in the GTA, literally, yeah, I had a good job making a lot of money compared to everybody else around me. Mm -hmm. But as soon as that money comes in. That's going out. That's out. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like, yeah, but you can talk all about investment and all that. And yeah, you know, trust me, us motivational speakers, we can motivate you all we want. Yeah. By the end of the day, it comes down to, is it doable? Mm. Can you do it in the environment in which you're in? A hundred percent. You know, you can have a dream, but is it doable? Mm -hmm. Is it achievable? Mm -hmm. Look around you. It's like, if it's not achievable where you are, what are we talking change about? your environment. Yeah. Change your environment. Go somewhere else. 100%. Make it happen. Yeah, yeah. 100%. You know, many people today just they can't live their dreams or go just because the environment in which they're in. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> Jeez, they just can. It, it's not possible. Yeah, you know. Yeah, you can. You can have two jobs, but all you're doing is trying to catch up on bills. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All you're doing is living That's paycheck by paycheck. Freedom. That's not financial freedom. Mm -hmm. And all you're doing is trying to, at the same time, you're trying to fix your credit. At the same time, you're trying to uh, uh, catch up on your bills. Mm -hmm. And then all of a sudden, boom, something big happens and now you fall behind. Yeah. Jeez. It's a cycle, man. Yeah. So what, So I want to talk about even like investment purposes. I want to talk about like, is there a renter's market out there? Like, how does that work? Because it's so cheap. So I can't, I, like just off the top of my head, I can't imagine like a big renter's market. So if you just wanted to like invest out there, is that a thing or? Absolutely. Yeah. Investment is everywhere, mm -hmm. but it all depends on um, the scale in which you're investing in. Right? Yeah. Um, I'll give you an example right now. My realtor, who's also a good friend of mine, he uh, he just bought, I think it's about 10 acre 10 behind a university. Oh no. And Yo. he's building uh, a whole neighborhood. Oh no, 10 acres yeah. behind a university. But yeah. He's and good he's, for life. Yeah, he's building a whole neighborhood. Yeah. He's under 30. Under 30? Yeah. How much did that 10 acres cost around? Um, I think right now, where he bought it, it's probably a million because yeah. of the area. It's oh, yeah, the university. university developing so area. Yeah. But it's it's a huge land. It's wow. behind the university. Yeah. So right now, we're, we're drafting up a plan on. Um, He's putting homes, smaller homes, for, the for 250 
for two fifty. For two fifty, it's gonna be brand new homes. Yeah. Development behind uh, a university, and it's gonna be you know you can invest in it. the rental market. There is a rental market everywhere. Yeah. Students go everywhere. Yeah. People are moving and turning around everywhere. Yeah. You know. I just had a friend of mine who, you know, we just had conversation like we talk. Yeah. And I was telling him about opportunities down there. Yeah. And last summer, he's he like, I'm coming. Mm-hmm. I'm like, all right, come. He came and I put him in contact with my builder. Yeah. They just built them a home, a single home. Yeah. Single detached home. Three, I think, no, he has two bedrooms upstairs. They just finished his basement as well. He bought it for 300. 300. Brand new home. Brand new home. 300. <laughs> yeah. That's like what one point two out here. Yeah, <laughs> or more. Yeah, you know, you know what I mean. He doesn't even live in there. <laughs> Jeez, because his mortgage payments are. Yeah, you know, he doesn't have to really, you know, worry about worry renters. about renters and all that. He he's a teacher. Where he lives, he works in like Nunavut, and he yeah. only comes down like for the summer. Yeah, and lives in there and then goes back. Jeez, you know. Because if you're like, let's say I got a condo for one fifty, right? Yeah. And my mortgage payments are seven hundred. What, like, I'm not gonna stress if renters are moving in. What's seven hundred? Exactly. And let's say, if, even if I wanted you, to you're gonna, split it with someone, you're gonna rent it out for probably like twelve hundred dollars. Yeah. Right. Yes, there's condo fees, but it's not that much. Yeah. But then you you here is it all comes down to margin margin, right? Yeah. Um. So what you might make out here in margin, you not might not make it over there in margin, mm-hmm. but you're looking at you know maybe pocketing uh, an extra four hundred dollars a month while somebody's paying your mortgage. Yeah. Kind of thing, and the good thing about that is that because the way mortgage is given is is based on your income and your your debt and so on, mm-hmm. you. If you make a good income and you bought a house for one fifty, you still have room to buy another one. Yes, exactly. So, so somebody and gets if you're qualified. Five percent uh, home buyers. Yeah, that's. But five percent will only qualify for if you're actually uh, living. living in it. Okay, so true. For an investment, it's twenty percent. Okay, which but is even still... if twenty percent, if it's a hundred fifty thousand dollar home, that's thirty grand. Twenty percent. And here you're set. You hear that twenty percent is costing you like one ten. Exactly. So you got thirty. If you got one ten, you're That's buying three. 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 Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what are we talking about? Yeah. So that's what I'm saying. Is so I'm gonna spill it out there. My goal right now is, you know, I mean, I like I like just give knowledge. And yeah. My goal right now is I'm going in townhouses now for all three of my kids. Jeez. My goal each is one. each one of them have gotta have townhouse. By the time they're ready, if they want to go to school, do their thing, they can yeah. do it. But By the time age. they're ready, yo, this is yours. Wow. You got a head start. Yeah. And that's where that's where a lot of, um, especially us black people, we don't give our children head start. Yeah. Yeah. We always have that and thing. And our parents of, and grandparents gave us a head start by even coming here. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right? But financially... Mm-hmm. We're behind because we don't get a head start. I give yeah. an example. I was in the University of Toronto. Yeah. And I was working a part time job at Rona down here in Mississauga. Yeah. Um Winston Churchill and Eglinton. Yeah. I was working at the Rona while going to university. And uh a buddy of mine, we went to the same high school, we were going to the same university, he's asking me, he's like, Yo, why you work so hard? Yeah. I'm like, yo, because I gotta pay my my tuition. Yeah. He's like, why you got to pay for your tuition? Your parents never save money for you? Oh, jeez. And that's when it clicked. That's when it clicked. Yeah. He's he telling me that his grandparents saved money for him. So it's like two generation yeah. kind of saving for to give him a head start. Yeah. 
So all he had to do is just focus on his studies. Yeah. Well, I had to grind. Yeah. And so now you're distracted. Distracted, right? Mm. So here's the thing: we confuse sometimes hard work and working smart. Mm. We we have this mentality of you gotta go, you gotta work hard, you got you gotta do this for. Yeah, you do. But you gotta you gotta work smart at the same time. So I'm encouraging everyone. It's like prepare your next generations. Yeah. Prepare that because yeah. we're the sacrifice. Most of us are like first, second generation immigrants, mm-hmm. right? Okay. Nobody's gonna come and hand us something. Yeah. What I I don't want to use the word compete, but we are literally competing against people that had that generational wealth, yeah. right? Even even the friend that you had in high school that you were smarter than them. Yeah. You finish high school or you finish university with them. They end up getting a, such a high-paying job because it's getting passed on. Yeah, yeah, exactly. While you're parting with them, they got somebody that's just gonna hand it to them. Yeah. Well, you gotta work three times harder to yeah. get that. You know, we all get that speech. You yeah. gotta work three times harder. Yeah. Yeah, but what if we don't have to work three times and harder and anymore. have to be three times smarter? Yeah. You know what I mean? So each one of your kids, by the yeah. time they're eighteen, yeah, own townhouse. They will. Jeez, and then they they have that leverage or they have that like step ahead to make their own moves, whether they want to pull equity out, whether they want to, because I'm sure you're going to, that's taught in the house. Exactly. Finances is a big thing right now. I tell you, my firstborn, he's eight. Yeah. First thing, last year we got him a wallet. Yeah. So now he's responsible for buying his younger siblings uh, toys, like when we go to the grocery store. That's amazing. That's right? amazing. We're teaching him. And I was so shocked because we went to the store and yeah. his siblings were like, oh, buy me this, buy me yeah. that. And they had it in their hand. And we got to the cashier. He looked at me. He's like, I'm not buying it. <laughs> I'm like, what do you mean you're not buying yeah. it? Yeah. Yeah. He said, I'm going to spend all my money. Really? <laughs> I didn't have to teach him that. Yeah. It's just put him in a position for him to be able to understand that from a young age. Yeah. And then he got it. Yeah. The other day I was in the car with uh, the whole family. We're driving and I was like, we got to go buy a Christmas light to put in the house. Yeah. And, uh, and I say just out loud, I got to go buy a ladder so yeah. I can, you know, go up and put the lights on. Yeah. My daughter say, that you don't got to go buy a ladder. I'm like, why? He say, our neighbor got one. Just go get it for him. You don't got to spend the money. <laughs> so it started clicking. It started clicking naturally. Yeah. It's yeah. All these little things. And you're where, putting them in the environment. Exactly. You could put them in a position where it's like, you gotta save your money. You gotta invest your money. You mm. gotta you gotta let them read books that are actually gonna give them food for thoughts. Yeah, we gotta stop. You know, us, I gotta say this: us black people, we gotta stop being the consumer. A hundred percent. Right. All we do is, um, and we all are victim of this too. Like growing up, it was like, yo, we buy a fit every weekend yeah. just to go to a party. Yeah. Like let's go to a club. Like yeah. a new fit. Yeah. New this, new that. But yeah. you don't gotta do that. Yeah. We don't got to do that. Let's buy some assets. Our focus was so much on the product. Mm -hmm. We became the consumer Mm -hmm. that we don't even own the merchandise, Uh but we are just the consumer of that merchandise. Yeah. Yeah. Right? I, I, most people hate Kanye, but I like that guy's yeah. mentality. Regardless of the foolishness, I don't care. But he's he's telling everybody, it's like, yo, you got to buy land. Yeah. You got to buy land Mm -hmm. because land is wealth. Mm -hmm. Land can get passed on from generation to generation. Yeah. I tell you one thing. I was one time in like in uh in I was working in like a rural Manitoba. I was doing uh more like immig- um welcoming immigrants and so yeah. on. I was working, I was 
directing this project for for francophone immigrants, right? Yeah. And uh, I was working in a small city, and I was walking around. I met this uh, older guy, right? He living like on a main street, a big yeah house and yard and everything. He was just I see him every day, just working on his yard. Yeah, he's retired. So I stopped and I started asking him, like, you know, oh, that's a nice house. Like, when did you build this house? He's yeah. like, well, we we bought this place back in the. He told me about it back in the seventies. Jeez. And I said, how much did you buy it for? He said thirteen hundred dollars. He bought it back in the thirteen hundred dollars. Yes, big. It's probably like two acres of land. Jeez. Okay. Build a big house. Yeah. And then as we were talking, he's telling me there's a there's an area there like on the main intersection, close like a almost like a downtown. Yeah. There used to be a gas station there. He say, "Oh, that place, I own it, and I just passed it on to my kid now." And he's looking today. They're putting a grocery store there. Jeez. Yo. See the power of land. Yeah. He just owned the place since the seventy. It's been sitting there. Yeah. And now his kids get to enjoy the equity in it. Yeah. And being the owner of that land, a grocery store is coming and building a big grocery store in there. They get money coming yeah. in every month. But even look at your own accusation is that you bought the a, a piece of land for twelve grand in two years. It went up to like sixty four, and you're sitting on it. Just sit on it. Next twenty years. Who knows? Exactly. Whatever you have options. Yeah. And talking about land, are you looking for more land? Like, Absolutely. what's what's your strategy with that? So, of course, I'm a I'm a I'm I'm in a realtor app like every day, yeah, just yeah, yeah, seeing yeah. what's the opportunity out mm-hmm. there. I missed out on one opportunity. Uh, it was last year. It was a two hundred acre. Two hundred acres. Yes. It was selling for I think one point two million. 1.2 million. Yeah. Can and, you just um, give me a, like an idea? <laughs> like what does 200 acres look like? People people don't understand how big that is though. Like what it like what like how far are we how talking? Can, how can we even I don't even know how we can measure that like <laughs> compare it to like is what? Is it like from here to like maybe or like not no not that far but like here to like 200 acre? What can you build on? It's 200 like that's acres? a two hundred acre is like almost like a it's a whole neighborhood. A neighborhood, okay. Jeez. Or more. Yeah. Yeah. From million. Yeah. <laughs> what are we talking? And it about? was all treed up and everything, so yeah. it's like oh, you gotta do whatever activities you want in there. If yeah. it's like hunting or like yeah. um, so this is a good story. I tell you, there's a there's this friend of mine I know who has uh, I don't even know how big his land is, but you know what he did? He built campsites. In his land, smart. He built an artificial beach yeah. in there, and he put campsites. So in the summer, people people just come, come out there and rent out campsites. Then he just getting that cash flow. That's it. Jeez. So that when you when you're looking for land, what are what are things that you look for? Be like, you know what? That's that piece of land that I want. What do you? What do you so look for? when you're looking for land, there's there's two different types of land. There's lands where you can build on right mm-hmm. away like build a home or whatnot yeah. and the other ones are like more just like a recreational land where you can't really build a home it's more like an activities that yeah. you can do in there like uh and so on so you gotta look at that if there's a permit for how sometimes it's like you can build right away sometimes they tell you, you can't build until like a certain year oh, okay and so on so you gotta you gotta depending on your goal and what you're trying to you do you gotta have a strategy you gotta have a strategy on what you want to do okay and sometimes uh you, land can be cheap 
but building on it might be expensive because you got to cut down trees. Yeah. You got to level up the land. Yeah. Yeah. You know, there might not be power in there. You got to uh, figure out how to bring in power and so on. So true. you got to really evaluate what kind of land it is. Yeah. And um, it's, it's, but what I like down there is you have at least the opportunity to buy land. Yeah. A few years ago, I, when I was shopping for land, I went and I met this one guy. And I know you guys talk about this a lot in the podcast. I met this one guy, older guy. Yeah. Okay. He was selling, I think he had 30 acre mm -hmm. and he was trying to sell like a just a piece of, of, of it. So I went and met with him and I said, oh, it was on, on the highway, highway number one. Yeah. If people don't know highway number one, it goes like from Ontario, like all the way down to like BC. Yeah. So it was like right on the highway. Yeah. The guy was selling it, and uh, he, at the time, I think he was selling it for like twenty five thousand. It was like it was like five, four or five acres or something yeah. like that at the time. And uh, I went and met with him. I told him, "What do you do?" Yeah. He looked at me, and he had this little garage built on, on like on his property. Mm -hmm. He looked at me, and he say, "I own a corporation." <laughs> and I say, "What corporation?" He yeah. looked at he pointed at the garage, and he said, "That's my corporation." Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. And then he has all this land too. And yeah, he has all this land. So he runs, it's not really a profitable business, business. but yeah. he claims yeah. it yeah, every exactly. year yeah. With, yeah. With, the, <laughs> with the negative profit yeah. and he skips on taxes because of that. Wow. Right? Because of the opportunity to have all this land. Absolutely. Jeez. So he got all these things going on where it's like, man, at least you got that opportunity. But Growing up, who do we have to tell us that? Yeah, hundred percent. That you can actually buy land. You know, we were growing up in Mississauga. We there was a lot of pieces of land in different places. Yeah. It's probably expensive. Yeah. But today you don't see that. No, there's no, there's nothing affordable or nothing affordable. It it's all condos built yeah, up. 100%. Now imagine owning a piece of land. We're still young. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Twenty years down the line. Yeah. We're in our fifties. Yeah. Yeah. We still got strength. Yeah. And that place being worth yeah. ten, twenty million dollars. Jeez. That's what we're talking about here. Yeah. This opportunity. Canada is big, man. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if yeah. you guys know this, but yeah. it's empty. Yeah. You know? But you know, there's opportunity different places in Canada mm -hmm. uh, that you can, you know, invest slowly depending on your income depending on what you got yeah and at least being able to set your next generation yeah are you looking um in any any other provinces than manitoba right now or well i lived in i've i've traveled a lot of provinces i've yeah. i've <laughs> I like going on road trips. Yeah. I've done a road trip from Manitoba all the way down to Nova Scotia. Oh, geez. That's, yeah. That's deep. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's like you travel in different time zones. Yeah. But, and, and I love, at one point in life, I wanted to see what the opportunity was down like Nova Scotia area and yeah. so on. But then I just ended up being, being in Manitoba, which yeah. is closer to like some of the family member and so yeah. on. So, um, but I, I like to have land in a place where, at least I know I'm close by. Yeah. Because uh, when you have land that's just sitting there, um, there's rules. You know, you can't just let trees grow up. And depending oh, on got, the type of land, like yeah, that. you gotta groom it and things like that. So uh -huh. depending on the type of land, if it's just a treed up land and stuff, yeah, you don't need to really maintain it. Yeah. But if it's a land where it's like an actual neighborhood, yeah, yeah, yeah. right, that you gotta really maintain it. Otherwise, the city is gonna start giving you tickets and stuff like that. So, okay. So for your um. 
your land that's sitting there, did you have to groom that one as well? Yeah, you got to groom it every summer and go in there when the grass grows. And so it's in the neighborhood. So, okay. yeah. Okay. It's like, there's houses between it. Okay. Is that a big cost? Like, what what, what is the maintenance fee? No. Right? I mean, you just hey, to hire someone who just drive down there and maybe a month or so, <laughs> yeah. just, just cut it, yeah. you know? You know, things like that. But at least you have, the thing is, you have the time to do all of that now because you're not working three, three, two, three jobs. Yeah. Right. Uh, whereas most people out here, you're, you're working the two, three jobs. You don't have the time to even spend time with your kids. Yeah. They only see you for like 30 minutes before they go to bed or yeah. they're already sleeping by the like time you get home. You're yeah. commuting. No. <laughs> Jeez. Like right now, like you and your wife, like you are, you, you're probably the definition of actually like raising your children. Yeah. Because you got to spend time with them. Absolutely. Like in here, I believe like, and it's no shade or anything like that because yeah. everyone's so busy that like like schools raising their children or YouTube or the iPads raising their children and you actually get to spend time, quality time. It's such a good point because I think I forgot to mention that is that one of the quality things whether also the reason why we moved down there is because we wanted kids to be kids. Mm, what do you mean by that? So what I mean by that is that when you live in a big city, there's so much politics around mm -hmm. school, right? Out here, I just got to say, like, they are trying to teach your children, you know, you, you can have two dads, you can have oh, yeah, two moms, and mm -hmm. all that kind of politics that kids don't need to know, mm -hmm. I believe, for, yeah, I for at least, for that's my belief. Mm -hmm. It's like, I don't need my kids to know that. Mm -hmm. that or it age. should be your choice. Oh, it should be my choice to tell them if it's, you know, it's correct or not. But mm -hmm. the, the, when you're in a place like this, they're imposing the will on you and your children mm -hmm. and so on. And most kids... What they do at school, like you don't even know what they're being yeah. taught at school because you don't even have the time to check yeah. what they do at school. So down there, we live in a neighborhood where it's like back in the days when we were growing up. Yeah, always outside, playing kids, with each other. My kids, that come home in the summer. It's like they don't try to watch TV. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They come with their friends from school yeah. and go in the backyard. Yeah, yeah that's, back in the day. that's what we used to do all day. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. They... Their friends don't even go to their home. Yeah. Their parents just know they are our place because yeah. that's where the fun is yeah. in the backyard. You know yeah. what I mean? So, and everybody knows everybody in the neighborhood. So mm -hmm. everybody's watching out for each other's kids. Yeah. And and so on. You just know that that's such person's kid. That's that person's kid yeah. and so on. And they come and they just eat whatever. They yeah. go and so on. They play. Yeah. You know? And some one time I started feeling a little bit weird because... We're from the big city. Yeah. And there was these kids in the neighborhood. They're always outside. I don't yeah. always wonder, where are your parents? Yeah. <laughs> they, so they grew up in such a rural place yeah. that the kid is like, oh, my mom went to the city. Yeah. Oh, geez. So your mom just went to the city and just left you? Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's a little irresponsible, but yeah. that's, that's the level of, you know, people just living without having to have Those agendas fears. and so on. I guess... My kids, they go at school and they sing Christian songs and yeah. music class and so on. And it, the neighborhood is all like most neighborhood in there. It's, they are like Mennonite. So it's yeah. like the old school. It's yeah. like, you know, they, it, there's not too much politics. And, yeah. I, and I like that because I want my kids to be kids. Yeah. My son is eight years old. He, didn't, he never asked me for no phone. Yeah. Never asked for no PlayStation. 
Yeah. None of that. Yeah. Geez. He spends more of his time in the wintertime right now. He spends more time drawing. Wow. Amazing. <laughs> Piece of paper, drawing, we buy and <laughs> Being creative. Being creative. Because now our kids, like down here, what I've noticed, and it's no fault because I just think, again, everyone's so busy. <laughs> yes, the environment is that these kids from two years old, three years old are picking up the iPad and watching YouTube, YouTube kids all day. Yeah. All, all day. day long. And they're going like this. Yeah. And you see that. It's <laughs> Stories like, and yeah. then TikTok yeah. and all that. And, and they're just programmed, programmed. in this machine, Absolutely. AI, artificial intelligence type of world from two to three years old. Absolutely. And we don't know, because we haven't lived that long, we don't know the effect of this when they're older. Exactly. Right? Exactly. There's always an agenda somewhere. A hundred percent. And that's how I feel like it's also our responsibility as parents to protect our children. Yeah. And provide and, them. And, and provide them with the environment which is going to help them. Yeah. And it's so crucial. People think they don't have a choice. No, you have a choice. You just got to make a decision and understand it that it's a sacrifice. 100%. Yeah. And I, honestly, I think like, because we're, we're, we're the same, or you're, you're yeah, whatever, same age. same age. Yeah, so I just feel like when you're in your 20s and if you live in Toronto, okay, live this life, party, do, your, do what you got to do, yeah. okay? But when you're approaching 30s or mid-20s, I feel like this, especially this episode, like you should start to think about these options, especially if you want a family. Right. Because I just feel that, you know, I don't know. I like me and him been a friend since we were five years old and we yeah. were always outside. Yeah. And I would love to provide that for my future children. That's it. And I feel like um, moves like you did that we can uh, we can uh, relive that kind of experience for our kids. Absolutely. I think that's super important. Absolutely. And one thing I got to say is, yeah, you are going to miss your friends. Yeah, you're going to going to miss your family. But think about it right now. You are in the same city as your friends and your family. How many times do you guys actually see each other? Bars. Facts. Facts. <laughs> Facts. Think Facts. about it. Facts. How many times do you actually see each other? Facts. So if you can make one or two trips a year, come down and see them. Yeah. The amount of money that you spend on flight or whatever. Now you can enjoy to, them. Compared to the amount of money you're actually saving throughout the whole year. Yeah. Do the math. Yeah. It's a no-brainer. Yeah. Right? But you're actually advancing in your life. Yeah. And you're not stuck. Yeah. Right? Um. I don't have big restaurants around my house. Yeah. <laughs> I don't have a big mall around my house. Mm -hmm. You know what we do in the summer sometimes? We go fruit picking. Yeah. Why not? We have farms around us. Yeah. We eat, we buy our meat from the farm. Yeah. We don't buy our meat from the store. Yeah. <laughs> Where it's all modified and genetic up and... Yeah. And now you're even eating better. You know, just before I, I, I came here yesterday, we had a guy came from the farm and delivered... Um, it was, I think, it was about uh, twenty six pounds mm -hmm. of lamb Jeez. for one hundred fifty bucks. Twenty six pounds, yeah, of lamb, <laughs> lamb, lamb meat, yeah, straight from the farm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What are we talking about? Yeah, we eat bio over yeah, there, bro. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's it's not about all these meat at the store where it's all chemicals and all that stuff. No. Yeah. Our meat is all bio. Yeah. I, I, I'll make you laugh. My neighbor one time. Invited me to his place. So oh, we're having a barbecue. I came down there. I see a whole different type of meat. I don't see what's this? Bison. Oh, well, bison. <laughs> bison meat. Jeez. I'm like, where'd you get that? Oh, I went hunting. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, okay. I'm not going to take it yeah. that far. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that's cool to see. Yeah. That he's like, oh, yeah, I got the whole thing in my fridge, <laughs> my freezer. Yeah, you know? Yeah. But it's cool to see and being in a different environment. Yeah. You know? And, and, Let's, we gotta be open sometimes. Yeah, you know, we sometimes. gotta be. I feel like living and growing up in the city, we get so far away from nature, and we yeah. all need it. We need to be grounded in nature. 
need to have that balance. We and do. now you're living, you're able to live that moving out of the city. Bro, I don't see cops around. My, yeah. <laughs> I, my kids haven't seen a police officer. Jeez. Kids haven't, they don't see an ambulance yeah. around. And now Mr. there's no gunshot. Crazy. They don't know what a gunshot is. Bro. Yeah. Think about that. Security for your children. Yeah. You know, being raised in an environment where they don't see in the news or anything like that. There was somebody that was stabbed, somebody that was shot. And Yesterday, all the violence. died at uh, Scooters. That's shot. Right. You know? This is Mississauga today. Yeah. And Mississauga. Like, yeah. dude, we're not even talking about G- Toronto That's downtown. It. So as a parent, why not sacrifice to provide your children with an environment where they can actually grow and be... 100%. 100%. And like kids in life and actually be human being and bring value to the society 100 versus you don't know what your kid is going to turn yeah, like 100 percent. because we all know we grew up in this place where it's like literally you can go one way or another way yeah easily too easily <laughs> and i've dabbled like i've i've been super open about this i've dabbled in different lifestyles where it could have went far left for I'm me i'm telling you Right? We, we did that in yeah. Saga. Like now, like we go back and you think about it, it was like, man, I could have ended up like this. Yeah, 100%. You just one click and yeah. I was, I could have been on the other side. Yeah, 100%. You know, I got friends that we were super close today where it's like, you look in the news, it was like, oh, you got arrested or yeah. he kidnapped someone. Easy, yeah. Like, how do you even have an idea of kidnapping he, somebody? He, you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. But that's because the environment can really take you one way or another. A hundred percent. You know, some of us grew up with like, we didn't have like a father figure around us and so on. You got to make a choice, Mm -hmm. made a lot of mistakes, Mm -hmm. you know, growing up, Mm -hmm. you know, blew money every weekend. Mm -hmm. Who was in our government every weekend? You know what I mean? (laughs) Back in the days, you know? (laughs) So (laughs) it was that. Yeah. But we didn't know any better. Yeah. But now we're grown now and we know better. And now we can, you know. this is a way to start generational wealth. And I know. And a lot of people are feeling right now, it's like, yo, there's no way I can start. Like, this market is crazy. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm stuck. No, I'm, I'm here to tell you, you got opportunities. You just got to really link yourself with the right people that can actually put you in a position for you to start over. Mm-hmm. Because it ain't, never, it ain't over yet. Mm-hmm. You know? That's a good point. How long, what's our window? How long do we have, do you think? When is this window going to close? Well, we, we, we're lucky right now because the market slowed down. Okay. With um, with the interest rate being risen and everything, yeah. it slowed down the market. So the prices are not going as high as the, it was going. Yeah. Because we were everywhere in Canada was really going, uh, prices were going high. Uh, we built a house two years ago and I already got $100,000 $100, in equity in Jeez. it because prices were going high. But now it's slowed down. Mm-hmm. But for someone who's making a, an average income, they can still afford. Yeah. Right now, but you know how these things go. It ain't gonna never, it never gonna be like that forever. Exactly. So opportunities, and I always tell this to people: is like opportunities all about timing, mm-hmm. and time is always now. Mm-hmm. Now is always the perfect time. Mm-hmm. There's so you're never, never gonna be there's never, up already. There's never a thing. Oh, I I gotta do this, and then I'm gonna do this. No. Time is now uh-huh. because I was thinking about it. Some of the piece of land that I could have bought and taken advantage of yeah. two years ago, now they've tripled in price. Jeez. Over just maybe thinking over about just it. Overthinking. Yeah. You know, maybe, yeah, maybe tomorrow I'm going to do this first and I'm going to do that. Yeah. And then it's gone. And then gone. 
just like that. Jeez. Because you're not the only one that's looking at it. Yeah, 100%. And there's you're not a, the only one that's thinking like there's you. There's not the only one. Yeah. Exactly. So by the time you're trying to figure it out, somebody else already grabbed it. 100%. And it's gone. Yeah. And it's like that. Jeez. So time is really, a you know, time is now. Yeah. Time is really now. Jeez. You know, um, I spend a lot of my life um, built, learning about leadership and mm. so on. I'm a, I'm a John C. Maxwell certified leader. Mm. So a lot of those, it was like, that's, I think that's what saved me, right? I got to tell you how it all started. Mm-hmm. I, um, I started grinding very young. Mm-hmm. My first hustle was when I was still in the Congo. My first hustle was I had a bicycle. Yeah. And I was trying to wait, trying to trying to buy new Reebok pumps and all that kind of yeah. stuff, all white, you know. Yeah. And my parents are like, "No, we're not buying you that. Yeah. You got to go f- figure out how to get it on your own." Yeah. I was probably like seven years old. Jeez. I took my. I had a bike. I, I figured that a lot of kids in my neighborhood didn't have the opportunity to have a bike. Yeah. So I started renting out my bike. Oh, geez, I started Ubering. I started Ubering my bike. At seven years old. At seven years old. That's how I got enough money to buy my first pair of sneakers. Okay. Smart. You know? So, <laughs> so the hustle is, is, is here. Yeah. Right? So when you look at the when I came down here, I started grinding a lot. And all my friends know. That I was always the one like, yo, he's got the next, the first kind of townhouse. Uh-huh. He's got the first car. He's got the first this. Yeah. But it was all about taking advantage of opportunities and being able to see the opportunity and grabbing it before yeah. somebody else grabs it. A hundred percent. Right. So it was one day I could still remember this day. I was renting out a basement down here and down on um on Eglinton, I believe, in Mississauga, and. You know, I moved out from home and I thought everything was going to be like great. You know, I'm young. I'm going to have friends over all the time. We're going to mm. party. We're going to do that. You know, that was all like an illusion. Yeah. It's for a little bit, yes. But then most of the time you're spending it by yourself. Mm. So I was with a lot, a lot of lonely times. People mm. don't know this, but it was a lot of lonely time. Now I'm like opening up mm. about my experience. So one day I looked at the ceiling and Something told me to grab a piece of paper and a pen. I grab a piece of paper and a pen. And someone told me, start writing all your skills. Mm-hmm. Write it down. Mm-hmm. I start writing all my skills. I'm good at this. I'm good at that. I'm good at this. And it says, circle it. So I circled it. Yeah. And uh, I say, what is it that I can do in life, right, that I can utilize all of my skills? Yeah. Right. And that time it was like BBM Messenger. Oh, yeah. Okay. So... <laughs> I was like, man, I'm a good leader. I'm a good speaker. I'm this, I'm that. Mm-hmm. And I didn't even know the thing about motivational speaker. I didn't even know what that meant. Yeah, you were doing that for a while. Bro. So the first thing I started doing was, um, and I always say, guys, sometimes what we need to do in life is the thing that we need the most. Mm-hmm. Okay? I need a motivation. Mm-hmm. So I started motivating. Ah, makes sense. Right? Yeah, so yeah, yeah. I started sending a motivational quote through BBM broadcasts. Yeah. Remember those? Yeah. And I swear 99% of the people were like, yo, stop sending these things. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and that's you. That's life. You yeah. know, I'm, I'm talking about my experience, but it applies in anything in life. Yeah. When you really want to do something, not everybody's going to see your vision. Yeah. Maybe one percent of the people might see a vision, and 100%. I'm talking. I'm talking about you too, Corey. Yeah, like 100%. you know, people are gonna be like, "Yo, what's what, Corey? What are you actually doing? Yeah, are you doing what everybody else is doing? This and this and this yeah. and that." But it's not about that. It's about the one percent that actually see your vision, mm-hmm. because remember, the vision 
your vision is only given to you and you only. Exactly. Only that's your our mission. Yeah, it's only you that's able actually to see it. Yeah. It's through your eyes. It's not through everybody else's eyes. Yeah. So that was what stuck with me. And the few people that liked what I was doing, one day I just sat down and I had a friend of mine and she messaged me. She said, uh, I'm a president at the university and uh, we'd like to have you over to speak. That's my first gig of speaking. Jeez. All right. That's my very first <laughs> gig. I swear to God, that's my very first gig of speaking. Yeah. And it came like that. Yeah. But so here's the thing. Some people have a problem with this phrase, but perception is reality. Okay. Mm-hmm. I'm not, I'm responsible for what I tell you, but I'm not responsible for how I you used, understand yeah. what I tell you. 100%. Okay. So for me, I was only passing on the the motivational code. Yeah. But she, in her mind, she understood that I was this big speaker. Yeah. I was not at the time. Yeah. So she invited me to speak at the university. You know, I uh, it was far. It was uh, Niagara over there. So I had to drive out there. The night before, I didn't sleep, Corey, because yeah. I had I was, I was nervous. <laughs> I was trying to figure out what am I going to talk about? Yeah. I had a whole PowerPoint presentation. Yeah. And an hour before the presentation, I scratched the presentation. I said, I'm just going to go out there and talk about my experience. Yeah. Let it just flow naturally. Yeah. So we got there. And uh, I was with Khalid. Yeah. So he came with me. And um, I did my thing. And I finished. Corey, every student lined up to talk to me. Jeez. It was a lineup. Jeez. I could still remember. And Khalid, I know you're watching this. I still remember Khalid looked at me. He's like. I didn't know you had this in you. <laughs> I'm Jeez. like, I didn't know it. <laughs> Jeez. So, but that was your vision. That was my vision. And that was a mission for yeah. you. Only yeah. you. Only me. Mm-hmm. And from, from that point, everything just took off. Took off. You know, we started with the, like the no limit t-shirts. We started with like the low limit interviews yeah. and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. And, you know, it just went on and on. Yeah. And then I started, you know, University start flying me in, yeah. speaking and making big checks and yeah. conferences and all that kind of stuff. Wow. But when I talk about sacrifice, Corey, at one point I had to put that on the pedestal yeah. and say, I need to not sacrifice for the next generation. Mm-hmm. And that's how you're here today. Yeah. I could have still been in Toronto yeah. speaking on all these different places. But here's the one thing. We have two different lives. Mm-hmm. We have our private life and we have our public life. 100%. In the public life, everybody would have been like, yo, that guy's great. Yeah. Doing amazing things, so on and so on. But in my public life, probably I got a lot of debt, yeah. collections. Yeah. You know. Just uh, fighting to make just, just trying to fight to make. And me. Yeah. I had a friend of mine who was a huge Instagram influencer. Yeah. But we talked. He's like, oh, I can't make it, man. Jeez. Everybody thinks I'm great. I got all these followers and I yeah. got all these things, but I'm struggling. Yeah. Yeah. I can't even pay my bills. Jeez. Kind of things, right? Mm-hmm. So that's where I was like, yo, we got to be real sometimes and be like, okay, when is it time for me to really, make you know, that make that sacrifice? I can still motivate. I still participate in different conferences and yeah. why not? Yeah. But timing is now for me to sacrifice for the next generation and see how that's going to unfold. Jeez. <laughs> yo, honestly, that on, this is... Uh, this will be out January 2nd first of all yeah. and I just believe that this is one of those interviews that people need to see Absolutely. And because 
before, honestly, I'll be uh, transparent. It's like I was, um, I, I didn't take a lot of American media because that's all you see. Right. Yeah. And then I, I would see like people investing in places like Cleveland, some parts of Atlanta and all these places where you can get houses for like dirt cheap. Right. And you yeah. see these people making sacrifices, uh, doing the same thing you're doing. And yeah. I always in the back of my mind said, why can't, where can we do this in Canada? Yeah. Like I, I did, we had Stefan come up here and yeah. he talked about his uh, houses a few out West or whatever. Yeah. Shout out Stefan. Yeah. yeah. And then I was always like, yo, I, we need to build a bridge so people can know like what they can invest in in other parts of Canada where it's yeah. cheap. We can build a neighborhood if we want to. Jeez. We just got to come together. A hundred percent. People just don't, and this is one thing that all people just don't like working together sometimes. Mm-hmm. You look at look at the Indians, mm-hmm. look at the Filipinos. Mm-hmm. They come together. They probably sometimes live like ten people in one house. Yeah, for the sacrifice. For the sacrifice. Mm-hmm. We don't like sacrificing, mm-hmm. and that's gotta change. Yeah, hundred percent. That's gotta change. We gotta know it's like it's for the greater good. Yeah, you know, and what you see on the outside isn't always what we see on the inside. hundred percent. So we gotta be real with ourselves. hundred percent. A lot of people we know this now. It's not, we're not young no more. We know this now that, you know, death is real, mm-hmm. you know, credit has got to be good. Yeah. You know, there's a bunch of parameters that needs to be settled. Yeah. Some mistakes can be fixed in a year. Some mistakes need 10 years to be fixed. Mm-hmm. But we got to start. We got to start mm-hmm. somewhere mm-hmm. and look at the possibilities, you know, and you need a fresh start. Don't, don't, don't feel bad about moving away and going where you can get yourself a fresh start. Yeah. Jeez. Okay. Well, jeez, that's a lot of information. Um, I want to ask you two questions that mm. I ask everybody on the podcast. Yes, sir. And the first one is, what is the best advice that you received and what is the worst advice that you received? And you don't have to say any names. I don't think it's an advice that I received from someone, but it's a or conclusion okay. that I've come down to. Okay. And I will always go back to my favorite quote and this is of the best. all time. Yeah. And I always talk by this code. Anybody that hear me speak, I never ever not talk about this code. Mm-hmm. It's a quote by Francis of Assisi that says, "You start by doing what's necessary, then you do what's possible, and suddenly you're doing the impossible." Jeez. It's it's a ladder of a, the process. Yeah. You ain't gonna go from zero to a hundred real quick. Let's be real. You ain't gonna do that. Mm-hmm. You got to start somewhere. Mm -hmm. And the possibility is what's just in front of you. Mm -hmm. Start by just doing based on what's in front of you. Yeah. You know, I'm sure, Corey, when you started this podcast, you just started with what's in front of you. Literally. Literally. And in this concept, I talked about the the mountain sometimes. When you're at the bottom of the mountain, when you look at the top, what you're actually seeing at the top there, that's not actually the top of the mountain. What do you mean? Because you don't know the top until you get to that first point. Mm. And you ain't going to know where you can get to from the bottom. Yeah. So you got to get there. But you just got to start. Yeah. You just got to start climbing. Yeah. And then when you get to that one place, you realize that what you were seeing. Isn't the same. Isn't the same. Mm-hmm. There's more. Yeah. <laughs> so it's a process. Mm-hmm. But many people get fooled by, you know, um, quick success um gratification all that but that's not what the process looks like Mm -hmm. 
you got to start now. I don't care if you have a bad credit. Mm-hmm. Start by cleaning it up one by one. Yeah. Start changing That's your I'm lifestyle. That's right now. Clean start, up my credit. credit. Yeah. Start yeah. changing your lifestyle. Maybe yeah. you don't have to go eat every weekend. Yeah. Maybe you don't got to do all that expenses that you do. Mm-hmm. Maybe you need to move back down to your parents, but not to spend more money, but to save more money, to p- pay off more debt and yeah. so on. So when you, that's just what's in front of you. That's the the, the necessary. Mm-hmm. And then to get to the possibility. And now you're looking at, oh, my credit is a, oh, oh, um, 650 or more, and yeah. I'm at 700 and so on. Yeah. That's Now you're looking at what's possible for yeah. me to do. Exactly. Jeez. Now you're looking at the possibility. Okay, I can buy this one. I can get a proof for this. I can yeah. do that. Yeah. I can invest here. Okay, great. Yeah. The and then you get your first opportunity. Yeah, that's what's possible. Jeez. And then because of what you're gonna learn from your first opportunity, that's gonna unlock for you to now see the impossible. Mm. That all of a sudden you're like, oh, so we can get together and, and buy. You couldn't 200. see that at the bottom. You can't see that from the bottom. I like that one. I now like you're that, like, I like that now one. you're like, okay, now we can buy a 200 acre. Yeah. Yo, let's go. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, and uh, that's probably one of the biggest for me, say, the lesson that I've learned in my life. Yeah. Start where you are. Okay. Because time flies. Mm-hmm. Next thing you know, it's 10 years down the line. I haven't seen you in 10 years and it seems like yesterday. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Then time just flies by and then because you made those baby steps mm-hmm. another one success is not a destination you know it's it's a journey, journey. and oh, no. it, all these pieces just links in mm-hmm. it's the journey mm-hmm. so it's the small things like you're gonna don't feel bad if you you didn't succeed right away you know it takes time 100 it takes time it took me a lot of mistakes i moved around like i just told you my journey i moved around alberta i moved back here did yeah. this and did that but in that process, you don't think my wife was like, yo, what are we doing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Putting <laughs> the pressure I mean? on. Like, yo, it's real. Yeah. Like, what are we doing? You're moving us around different places and mm-hmm. hoping that things will get better and so on. Mm-hmm. But eventually it got better because of the lesson that you learned throughout all these. Yeah. And you didn't give up. Don't give up. Mm-hmm. That's it. I think Jeez. for me, that's, that's the nugget that I can drop for you okay. guys right now. It's like, just start where you are. That's a big one. And... The last question, we like to make predictions on the show. So in five yeah. years, I want to play this back. Right? Yeah, yeah. And I want you to predict where you're going to be in the next five years. Or what do you want? Hmm. And I'm like, he did say he was going to do that. I like that because um, I'm an entrepreneur. I have an entrepreneur mindset. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think I just mentioned to you that my, my goal is right now is townhouses. how do I secure townhouses for my children so that you when... Three? Yeah, I got mm. three kids. That's it. I'm <laughs> I got two boys, one girl in the middle. So okay. like, I'm done. I, uh, my my full focus right now is for them to yeah. have a better future. Yeah, and and that's my full focus right now. So uh, I think in the next five years, probably have some of those properties down. Yeah, I definitely want to. My wife and I, we have a goal of actually getting a bigger piece of land mm-hmm. and um, building a dream home. Jeez, just yeah. for you, the family. Just for the family. Yeah. Because um, uh, we we enjoy that. Mm. My wife is an interior designer and oh, we enjoy like, yeah. you know, getting, um, building a project from the start. Yeah. You know, I've learned so much in the past years in terms of building myself. Mm-hmm. I can finish a whole basement by myself. Jeez. Like, you know. Just by being in the environment. By being in an environment that, that you're here. saying that it's possible you're to too, do You'd that. be too busy to do that. 
I, I didn't know what a drywall looks like behind when yeah. I was down here. I didn't know what was behind this thing yeah. when I was down here. I know. It's a city life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and now I know AV 16 inches, there's the, the, the board. You actually have, um, uh, what's my call it? Uh, uh, shoot, what's the, the term? I forgot the term. But yeah, AV 16 inches, you actually have. Uh, a piece of wood in the yeah. back here. Like plywood? Or? No, oh. not plywood. Plywood is in the, oh. in, in the bottom here. Yeah. <laughs> um, City life. <laughs> so, um, yeah, the term yeah. just that. Uh, but it, it's it's a two by four. It's, yeah. it's a by, back here. So all these little terms yeah. like two by four and four by four. Yeah. You saw my place. I built my fence by myself. Oh, you built that fence? Yeah, yeah, I did that. I, your backyard, <laughs> I'm telling you, that's when you sent me those pictures. Like, oh, I'm going to send you some pictures. I'm like... Yeah. I, I built the fence by myself, but yeah. before I built that, a guy came and we we're trying to get a coat and yeah. he told me that because of how big it, big it is and yeah. so on. He quoted me, I think it was like, for, um, how much did he quote us again? I think it was about um, 9000 oh, or something like that. It's kind of pricey. Yeah. 9000 yeah. This is big. Yeah. And I built the whole thing under three grand. Jeez. Because I did it by myself. Yeah. And you're acquiring those skills from the, your environment and the people that you're around out there. Yeah. Because you actually get to live and learn. Is that it? Mm-hmm. You know, my neighbor next door, he works in construction. He came and helped me put the first three posts. Yeah. He said, this is how you do it. Yeah. The rest, I was like, all right, thank you, man. Yeah, I got it. I got it. <laughs> Jeez. Okay. Did the rest. Jeez. That's a lot of information. Yeah. I want um, I want you to let people know where they can contact you because I know a lot of people are going to be interested in, you know, just seeing what's over there. And I know a lot of people are going to hit you up and be like, hey, yeah. what's my next move? Yeah. Let them know. Absolutely. So for you guys that know me, I'm a certified life coach, business coach, motivational speaker. And uh, like I just mentioned, I just got also my uh, mortgage license so I can help a lot of you, okay? One thing I want to say is that you're not alone. <laughs> first, that's the first thing. Sometimes people are struggling within themselves and they feel like, you feel like you're by yourself. You know, nobody else understands what you're going through. Believe me, I understand what you're going through, okay? It's not uncommon as much as you think it is. Mm-hmm. So um, you can hit me up. I can help you to see, okay, how do you go from point A to point B, how do you set up a plan for your life? How do we get there? I can help you uh, get there. So you can contact me on IG at uh, Active Dreams Coaching, right? That's my brand. Been mm-hmm. been the brand from uh, oh, from wow. for, from a while now, yeah. right? Active Dreams, uh, and I believe that everybody can have a dream, but you, if you're not active in your dreams, then you're not gonna get anywhere. It's just gonna stay as a dream. Mm-hmm. So I encourage people to be active in their dreams. So um, hit me up and we can see what we can work out. If you feel like you're ready, you want to make a move somewhere where you can actually feel like you're living life and provide a better future for you and your family, let me know. We can I can help you with that as well. With the connection I have built, con- uh, relationships that I've built throughout the years in different places where mm-hmm. I've been at, we can help you get there. You know, um, I have great relationship with a lot of builders mm-hmm. and where there's different programs depending on the stage of life that you're in. Mm-hmm. So you, let's say you're not ready to 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 get a mortgage right now because you're not going to qualify for a mortgage. Yeah. Well, I have a builder that can give you, that can do rent to own with you. Mm-hmm. They will sit down with you and say, you know, we put you on a rent to own for two years, right? In those two years, the price that you the advantage really is that you're locking in the price today. Yeah. So if the house is three fifty, you're locking in at three fifty today. Yeah. 
and you give a down payment, you get a down payment through the rental. They hold that for you. Yeah. Are you doing a rent to own part of the rent? Part of the money is going towards the rent. Part of the money is being again held for you yeah. on top of the down payment that you put. Yeah. Every month like that. So at the end of the two years, it not only gives you the opportunity for those two years to fix your credit and yeah. to make sure that everything is good. But you have the down payment that you put initially plus everything that was on top of monthly. Yeah. All that combined, you go to the bank and close with that money. Mm-hmm. At the price that was two years, two years ago. ago. Yeah. While you were living in a house. So it's just a title transfer from you to yeah. from the from the builder to you. Yeah. So there's so many different ways and uh, creative ways to do different things. But you gotta we gotta go from renters to actual owners because then you know, that's it unlocking and unlock a lot of opportunities financially for you. And again, the whole thing about starting doing what's necessary and then we see what the next step is for yourself. Jeez. Jeez. So hit me up. <laughs> IG Active Dreams Coaching and, um, you know, send me a message and then we'll okay. see what we can do. And I, w- I want to thank you for coming uh onto the podcast. I know you had a busy day. You've been up since 2 a.m. Busy, busy. And this will be out January 2nd. So this is how we're going to start the year. And this is, uh, I believe, starting with this episode is a great thing because, you know, 2023, it's time. The time is now. Time is now, bro. You know? And uh, time is now. again, I want to thank you. I appreciate it. Thanks, and bro. Good seeing you. It's been like 10 years. I swear, Jeez. man. Yeah, I mean, That's it. I want to I thank you so much for having me. And not just for me. I think just the platform right, you. that you've created. Um, a lot of people don't understand that knowledge is power. 100%. Knowledge is absolute power. You know, today, um, as much as everything is programmed and how we're supposed to think and how today we live in a world where it's like you got to pass on information, mm-hmm. right? And I believe that a great leader is somebody who always is open to pass on information. Yeah, that's, this, that's we, what we're all about. We're just give, 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 yes, give. That's it. We, most of us who grew up in an environment where it, they, it was taught to hold information mm-hmm. because you don't want everybody else to do it. Mm-hmm. You want it for you, mm-hmm. time right? Change. But time is a change. We're mm-hmm. in a time of information now. Mm-hmm. You know, we're seeking information and having a platform that provides people with the nuggets that they need to unlock the potential mm-hmm. is so crucial. 100%. Right? And, you know, I, I say, you guys are watching this, please support the platform. Yes. You know, subscribe. Um, subscribe. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. <laughs> Thumbs up, you know, do all that stuff. But, so, but um, Corey is doing this, but he also needs your support, not just, you know, with you uh, watching it, liking it, and so on. But, you know, if you got something, even financially, you know, drop it, be like, yo, Corey. You know, you've, you've because of this podcast, yeah. podcast, I was able to do this and this and that. Here's my talking about appreciation mm-hmm. kind of things. You know, we got to support Jeez, one another. That sounds good. You know, you, it could be a camera. It could yeah. be a mic. It yeah. could be whatever. Yeah. Just drop it, man. Yeah. Because we need this. We need these kind of things. Thank you. you know, I and, appreciate it. And Corey put so much work behind it doing this. Mm-hmm. But, you know, in the back end, we got to understand that it takes a lot of work. <laughs> It takes a lot of time. It takes a lot of sacrifice it's my life now. and so on. <laughs> so, yeah, I encourage you and I encourage everybody to encourage what you're doing. Man. Thank you. Much appreciated. Thank you. Appreciate it. Till next time. Thanks, and we got to, honestly, I, I think we can have a, a working relationship going forward because I Absolutely. do see this bridge, mm-hmm. right? From Ontario to Manitoba. Yes. And I'm always open to your ideas and how we can make this work for a lot of people that want to make the move or want to make the investment or just even want to learn more. Absolutely. 
All right. Make a trip. Everything black on black. If I study that facts on facts.